Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This is the podcast where we talk about changing your life by changing your thoughts. Your thoughts are so important to the way you experience your world, and my intention with this show on every episode is to help us all navigate the craziness that is going in going on in the world right now. There's a new episode that goes live every Monday on Web Talk Radio and I also have all of the episodes uploaded to my Gab TV channel. So be sure and check that out. The link is in the show notes. And also, if you would like to support the show, if you like what you hear in my shows and you, you want to support me, one way to do that is through my course, 33 Days of Magic. And this course is a 33-day program that takes you through really a daily practice to help you focus on what it is you want in your life and to be able to get that. So visit 33 Days of Magic to learn more. I will also include the link to that course in the show notes. So this week we're going to be talking about navigating life through the eyes of trauma. This is something that I just came to terms with recently in my own life. And this has been a big breakthrough for me. It's been a big shift. And my my hope and my intention is talking through this is that you'll have some shifts after this episode in, in areas maybe that you didn't necessarily think that you might need to have shifts in because that's what I found that happened to me. Uh, trauma is not something that I don't think anybody wants to talk about, right? We, it's one of those things that we bury down. Sometimes I don't even think we know that it's trauma that we've experienced, right? And so, um, we bury it down. We don't want to face it. We don't want to talk about it. Uh, and one of those reasons I think is because, well, there's many, but we don't think we need to. Maybe we discredit it. We, 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 um, you know, we almost downplay what we've been through as if it's no big deal. And feeling like the need or even, even having the desire to come to terms with calling experiences in our life as trauma. And then the next step of trying to resolve it, it, it almost feels like it's going to rob us of, where we are, right? It's going to take away the good that we have right now, having to go back and, and think about those things or potentially re-experience them in our mind. And so I feel like that that's, it, it feels like it's going to take away what we're experiencing right now. But in reality, those trauma programs that we've experienced are running underneath everything, right? They're running on the subconscious. They're, they're, happening whether we know they're happening or not in in a lot of cases and so we really are actually robbing ourselves of our own current experience because those kinds of uh, trauma uh, thoughts or trauma emotions are running in the background that maybe we've just become used to and so as I've been exploring this it's been really interesting because also it's not been quite as painful as I expected it to be to start looking into this. And, and what really started this was this book that I was recommended called The Body Keeps the Score. 
And uh, I'll link to the book in the show notes. I don't have it right in front of me, and I can't remember the author's name, but it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And in the first couple of chapters, there were two things that really stood out to me from this book. He was talking about that how most of us have a, a what he called a cover story to tell the story about our trauma, right? We have a, a watered-down version, or we have a discounted version, right? Or this version that it downplays whatever happened to us. And I've talked about on this show some of the trauma I experienced in my life. I Back in, I believe it was like the end of December, beginning of January, I did an episode on that. So you can go back and listen to that. But um, I remember my cover story about my trauma was that I would always say that it, it just wasn't me, right? It was, it was so long ago. It, it just wasn't me. It wasn't it seemed like a completely different person. And that was the way I coped with it. That was the way I told the story if it ever came up. That was the way that I managed it for myself so that I wasn't having to re-experience those things, right? Having that cover story keeps the story or the experience or the emotions about it at arm's length. And it keeps us, um, you know, I think how I what I've discovered and how I felt is that it keeps it as if it's no big deal. And so that's how we manage with it like on the surface but underneath it's like these versions of ourselves that that the trauma happened to are like screaming inside to be addressed right there's those versions of ourselves are screaming to be noticed and to be tended to or to be comforted or you know whatever that is and another piece in this book that i found really interesting and really helped me put into perspective was he was talking about that when we're in a trauma state like when we even when we're thinking back about the trauma uh, and you know, we have a right brain and our left brain, right? Our right brain is more the emotions, the feeling, that kind of stuff. And our left brain is more of the logic, right? So when we experience trauma, especially if we're, if we're reminded of the trauma or we're triggered again, the right brain goes back to the trauma and thinks it's in the present, but the left brain, that logical side is not working correctly during these traumatic memories or these or these you know when we're triggered and the left the left brain that logical side isn't working so it's not available it's not doing what it would normally do to remind you that whatever you're thinking about or triggered by was in the present right it it happened in the present it's not now so we have this right side of our brain that's experiencing the emotions and the feelings of the of the trauma but our left brain isn't doing what it usually does. So we feel like it's happening right now to us again, right? We feel in our body like it's it's starting all over again. And over the years, depending on how long your trauma has been around or how you've coped with it, you may realize, like I did, that that First off, I didn't obviously notice that process that the right brain was taking over and and that I was feeling more like it was in the present, but it's like, again, it's one of those autoplays, those things that run under the surface of what our, we're consciously aware of that just becomes a, a, a thing that happens, right? We don't even notice it, right? It's just, it was, a, it, and we've coped with it over the years. So this has been really, really interesting to explore. And like I said, shockingly, it has not been as painful as I expected it to be to dig into this topic because really, I didn't even want to do this. I didn't even want to have to look at this in my life. I was like, Ugh. 
no, this is just, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's just, it's a no for me. But something in the back of my mind kept telling me, you need to look into this a little more. This, there's something here for you. You're going to get something out of this, right? So I listened to that and I'm glad I did because this has been really eye-opening and I'm going to, and I'm going to talk more in detail about that this week. But, um, that's, that's what I mean when I talk about navigating life through the eyes of trauma, really the trauma that we've experienced that, that continues to run on the sub subconscious that we may not really fully be aware of, but severely impacts our life today. And during this, when we experience this trauma, you know, in, in my trauma, okay. So me, for my example, to sum up what I experience when I think of being triggered or what trauma has led me to, it's this lie that my brain wants to believe or wants to tell me to believe that I will always be alone. Like that's my triggering. If there was one statement that triggers me, that gets me really to almost instantly burst into tears, it's that. It's that. And so I've learned to, you know, obviously over the years manage it. I've learned to suppress it. I've learned to cope with it. And, but as I'm digging into this, this, this topic of trauma, what I'm further realizing is that part of trauma, part of it, it, when it happens, when we feel this, these fears or this terror that we feel through our body, it creates this disconnection from God or, or, you know, higher power, whatever you want to call it. And from our own self, it's like we fracture off into these pieces, right? These pieces of our, of our consciousness fracture off and it makes us feel alone, right? Because the right brain, left brain thing is going on, right? Where the right brain thinks, even if you're just recalling a memory, the right brain thinks it's in the present moment and the left brain isn't working quite right to tell you, no, no, you're safe. It's okay. That's not what you're experiencing right now. We get this this disconnection that leads us to this this feeling of isolation and feeling alone and feeling like we have to manage this alone, right? Or take care of this alone or figure this out alone. And for me, the, the fact that my trigger or my trauma is I always feel like I'm going to be alone, those fractured pieces or that in those terrorizing moments where I'm honestly terrorizing myself with my own thoughts <laughs> is really what happens it further creates those feelings of isolation. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy for me for the one core fear that I have of feeling like I will always be alone. So it came full circle for me on that, on that, on that understanding of that, of, of that's actually what's going on, even though I don't realize it at the time. So as I was digging into this more and thinking about it, I really started to think in my own life, so what are my triggers, right? Like what are my, what triggers me? And, and depending on your experience, you know, this is going to be a wide range of things, right? Sometimes for people it's, you know, it could be a smell, it could be a article of clothing, it could be a vehicle, right? It could be whatever. But for me, what I feel that happens, what I feel triggered is it's when I'm in situations where I feel like I'm, like I'm further alone or like I'm the outcast because I'm the person that's alone, right? I'm, I'm the person that's, you know, not married or not, you know, whatever. And my boyfriend is deployed right now as, as I've talked about before. So w- triggering experiences for me are that when I'm in scenarios where I feel like that, where I feel further isolated and alone because of my, 
status in life, let's say, right? And we could spend hours picking that apart, right? Because that belief in itself right there is, there's so much to unpack with that. But just for today, sticking with this topic of navigating life through the eyes of trauma and, and personally understanding my own triggers, what I started to, to realize is these, I'm triggering my own self with my thoughts on this, right? I'm triggering myself when I think about certain scenarios. I'm triggering myself when I think about, for example, when I think about when my boyfriend gets back from deployment, um, I trigger myself by expecting the worst, um, thinking that I'll still, I'm still not going to see him because he's going to be so busy with, you know, whatever he's doing in the military. Um, all those kinds of thoughts, I can feel it in my body when I start to think of those things, right? I clench up, like my stomach locks down, like my heart feels tight, my chest feels tight. I feel this sense of dread. I feel this sense of like, um, God, not this again, right? I don't want to feel this again. So what can I do to not feel this again, right? But all the while, in this particular case, and this isn't how it's always going to be, but in this particular example, I'm triggering myself by creating these thoughts or thinking these thoughts and entertaining the thoughts, right? That's why changing your thoughts and really actually paying attention to your thoughts is so important. That's why I talk about this, you know, I've talked about this for years and that's the basis of the show because to me, that's the core. That's the core as a human what we do or what we need to do or what we can do in order to experience life differently, in order to change our life, in order to have a different experience and get different results. So when I'm thinking these things, right, and, and feeling and, and triggering myself by feeling that I'm always going to be alone or because I'm this age, I'm always going to be alone, right? And I start to take a lot of what I experience or what I into these situations, I start, I start to take a lot of that personally, right? I get upset about it. And all the while, the person that I'm interacting with or the people, they've never said one thing about this to me. They've never expressed this in any way. They've never, you know, nothing. It's all been internally with me. And I'm going through this domino effect of emotions on this because this is how I'm perceiving it. And what I'm starting to learn are different ways that I can train myself and practice not to even go there, right? Not to get myself there because those are lies. Those, those things I'm telling myself, they're not true. We don't have to believe everything that we think. And these thoughts that I'm thinking, are, they're just not true. And it's a constant, for me at least, practice and reminder and figuring out strategies and ways to change this for myself so that I'm not doing that, right? So that I'm not continuing to terrorize myself with my own thoughts. And so as I thought through this, so I'm looking at where I am now, right? And I'm thinking about what triggers me and I'm like, okay, so, so what do I do? Like, how do I shift out of this? Right. And at the end of this, I'm going to give you a four or five step process that you can use in your own life to do this with, with things that trauma that maybe you've experienced and, and triggers that, that you have. And, and of course, what I'm talking about today is, you know, these are just, something to get you started. If it, you know, there's other things that I would suggest, you know, things such as therapy and, you know, this isn't meant to replace any of that or anything like this. This is obviously not medical advice either. This is just something that I've personally found in my own life. And I'm hoping that you might find benefit from this too. So if you are experiencing, you know, severe trauma, uh, definitely do what's appropriate for you and, and, and get the appropriate help for that. So, 
okay, if I think again about sh- how do I shift out of this, right? Knowing this. So I know where I'm at today. I know I'm navigating life from a place of trauma, right? Because I've, I've, I'm seeing this now. I'm seeing that I have these experiences where I have these thoughts, where these terrorizing thoughts are are going through me. I feel the reaction in my body and I'm starting to see that, okay, now I'm, I'm behaving in, in ways that the trauma wants me to behave, right? I'm not behaving how I want to behave. I'm behaving how the trauma wants me to behave because it's trying to protect me. It's trying to keep me safe thinking that I'm in the, that I'm currently in that situation again, where I'm experiencing the trauma and that isn't true, right? So my, my, my trauma is trying to protect me, but in the end, it's actually, you know, it's, it's limiting me because I'm navigating life through the the eyes of, as if I'm still experiencing that trauma in the present moment. So there's a lot of things with this when I think about shifting out of this and, um, and how to do that. And so I think the first thing is recognizing that when you're, ex- when you're re-experiencing the trauma, right? It's the thoughts, the fears, the, the emotions, the body sensations that you get, right? Really recognizing when you start to experience that in your own life and, and, and having like a, almost like a new cover story, right? Like a cover story, a bridge statement, you know, whatever you want to call it, something that you can immediately go to that centers you and brings you back into reality so that you understand you are in the present moment. The past experiences are not overlaying with where you are today, right? The past is not overlaying with your present moment that you're experiencing. And being able to even look at things like, okay, so I understand, I'm, I can feel I'm having this this triggered response to whatever this scenario is. Okay, I'm in this present moment. I understand that my left brain, my logical side, might not be working to full capacity right now to remind me that I'm not in my in, in that I'm not in that past traumatic state. So I'm going to remind myself right now that I'm in this present moment. My past does not overlay, and start to look at what you need. Right? What what do you personally need and in being able to be compassionate with ourselves and it's almost like coming back to this reparenting of ourselves where okay I am experiencing this maybe you have something from childhood right where um you know a traumatic experience and you didn't get the love that you needed back then or you didn't get the attention that you needed back then so Part of shifting out of this is being able to identify what is it, what it is that you need. What what do you need now in the current state of where you're where you are in this present reality to give yourself that love or to give yourself that attention, right? It's like going back and talking to that version of ourself and reparenting that version of ourself in the now state to be able to soften that, to be able to those parts of us that are fearful and scared and upset still, right? It's being able to talk to that version of yourself and and let that version of yourself know that it's okay, right? We're safe right now. And I, I'm, I hear you. I'm listening. What do you need from me? And doing this, you know, there's a lot to this, right? There's, there's a lot of unraveling that goes on with this kind of stuff that may be surprising. It may not because maybe some of this you've worked through and, and you may know, but really being able to be gentle with ourselves in that reparenting, right? Like being coming from a kind and compassionate and loving state and really, you know, evaluating your needs, not 
with the voices of what other people may have told you over the years, right? What do you really need? What is it that you want? And in those instances of trigger, how can you pivot to then take care of yourself, right? How can you pivot to understanding and listening to your own needs so that you can start to change the way, you know, you're navigating life through the eyes of trauma. And that's what I'm working through right now. That's that's what I'm I'm finding this super powerful. I, again, I'm, I'm really hoping that you guys are finding this beneficial because it was so eye-opening to me. But, you know, things like understanding what your body needs is it's it's such a simple thing it doesn't take a lot of really much on our our part right it's just taking the time and and wanting it right it's wanting to take care of yourself from that perspective of of love and compassion and when we do this you know i think it's also helpful to think about this from from even before the trauma happens, right? Before we're triggered, right? Think about these things from a, a more calmer state of, okay, when this happens, what would be nice? What would be nice if, you know, to happen during when I experience these types of things? Like for me, right? Like when I'm triggered by always feeling alone, okay, what would be nice for me to experience instead? Well, to feel like I belong, to feel like people care about me and love me and that I'm, you know, this, this isn't, um, the past isn't a repeat of the present, right? And that there are safe options for me. I'm safe in this. I can do this, right? I, I, I'm, I deserve this. I get to have this, right? Being able to really understand what you need, but understanding it from a place of, you know, when you're centered and, and you're, you're balanced and you're in a more receptive state to this, um, I think is easier than trying to, do it in that moment the first time the triggering happens, right? Because if you do this from this restful, balanced place, once the trigger happens, right, you have a new story to tell yourself. You have a new starting point so that the old stories that want to run underneath the surface don't automatically take over. You can pivot to something new. And... As you go through this, what I found is, you know, I hear those old voices coming up, right? Those old judgments and pressures of others or again, even for me, I think a lot of it is I'm hearing things in my mind that I think others are saying, but no one has ever said those things to me. So they're made up stories that I'm letting circulate in my mind and take up all this space in my brain, but they're actually not true. No one has ever said that to me. So in doing this, there's this, you know, these voices when they come up, it's really easy to start to want to shame ourselves during this or punish ourselves, right? Having this internal punisher as we go through this. But all that does is keeps us in the trauma, right? It keeps us delaying our healing. It keeps us stuck in these old cycles that aren't benefiting us, right? Because if they were benefiting us, if they were good for us, we wouldn't have such a emotional response in such a negative way, right? We, we wouldn't have this. So having those, those negative emotional responses show us that there's more that we can do here to heal us, to clear this energy out, to bring those fragmented parts of ourselves back in and be able to get I don't want to say whole because I, I don't want to imply that we're not whole, but it brings those pieces, those, those versions of ourselves that maybe are still struggling back home. So 
I think also one thing that helped me was setting up. Okay, so understanding my triggers, but then also knowing. Okay, so I'm just going to talk you through the process, I guess, because I think that might be easier to explain. So if you're if you have trauma in your life and you want to start to move out of this, like like I'm talking about in this show, if you want actionable items to do. Here, here's what I would suggest to change the way you navigate life so that you're no more, you're not navigating it through the eyes of trauma anymore. Uh, these are, again, this is what I'm working through that I found beneficial. You may find variations of this. You may take some of this and, and modify it, and that's perfectly fine. Do what works for you. So the steps that I feel like that are actionable that, that I'm working through are, first off, it's, it's even pr- prior to the trauma happening right prior to the trigger taking the time when I'm not triggered to to tune into myself and ask myself okay what do I really feel like is something that you know that I'm triggered by what what are these when certain events happen what do I feel uncomfortable in what do I feel upset by what do I feel emotional by right it may be things that happen at work for you it may be in your relationships it may be in your the way you uh you know like experience life in general, you know, whatever that might be. Like, let's, let's take the, the, the work example, right? So let's say there's, there's things at work that you're really struggling with, right? You're struggling with coworkers or the project. Okay. So what you could do in this example is when you're not in that triggered state, right? Start to think about those things at work that are really your, um, like the thorn in your side, right? The things that annoy you or piss you off or upset you, right? Start to identify those things before you're in a triggered state. And ask yourself, so so what do I need to hear? Or what do I need to know during these times when I don't feel safe, right? What does my body need? What is my body looking for here? What does my body, what's my body trying to share with me, right? Really being able to listen into that and, and, and then being able to ask our body, our, you know, our own body, okay, how can I help you during these situations, right? What do you need to share and what can I tune in and listen to and uncover from this that, that will help me grow in this and move past this, right? If, if we don't want the fear and the terror to control us, we, we have to really be able to sit with ourselves and talk with our higher self, that version of ourself, right? That's, um, that's there, that is, again, another topic we could talk a lot about. But to me, the higher self is that version that's, you know, on the the other side, I guess you would say, like in that in the higher realms that is part of our consciousness and our soul that doesn't fully come in when we come into this earth, right? When, we, when we're incarnated onto this earth. And, but that version is there. It exists on the higher planes. And really tuning into that version ourselves and, of, our, of ourselves and asking, asking these questions, being able to sit with ourselves and, and sit with that, that child within us maybe, or that version of ourself, that, that younger version of ourself and, and sit with a loving parent attitude, right? Sit with a caring and comforting attitude and, and find out what's going on, right? So if there's a work situation that that's triggering, right? Maybe you were, you know, a, as a child, your parents, um, you know, were not necessarily the best about teaching you self-worth, right? So maybe there's incidents that happen at work that make you feel like, you you know, low self-worth or in a way that you don't like to feel. So actually sitting with that and asking your body, like, what's really going on here? What am I looking for here? But doing it in a place, in a time 
when you're not triggered is extremely important because that's going to help you understand what you actually need when you are triggered. And one thing I noticed with my own self in my trauma as I was looking through all this was, or thinking through it, was also, it's, it's sometimes easy to identify what the trauma is in those situations when you don't like how you're acting, right? I found for myself, there's times that I don't like how I'm acting. And that, to me, that's that fight or flight, right? Like there's things I, situations I try to avoid or I go to great lengths to try to do something different about the situation because I want to avoid it because I know it's probably going to be triggering for me. So looking at that, that, that might be a way to identify what trauma, you know, still wants to be healed within you is looking at those plate, those scenarios where you don't necessarily like where you're acting or you, you have scenarios where you're trying to just flee. You want to fight, fight maybe, or you want to flight, right? You want to leave or you want to stay and fight about them. Those are other ways you can look into areas of your life to explore what, where trauma might be. And I think what this does is it helps us to understand from a more balanced and centered place, a more balanced and centered place, what those triggers are and how I'm reacting. Because, because in those scenarios, I'm reacting in the way the trauma wants me to respond, right? I'm not necessarily acting in the way I want to, but it's the trauma leading the way. And the trauma, and, and we navigate life that way, and it just becomes part of who we are, and but the point, I guess, what I'm coming with all this is it doesn't have to be this way. You do have a choice. You do have options. So, so the first step is taking the time when you're not triggered to tune into yourself and ask yourself, what's going on? What 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 can I do here? What do you what can I do to help you feel safe? Right? What do what do I need? What do you need? You being your internal you. What do you need? What what do we what do we want to experience in these situations that's different than we're experiencing now? And then the second thing is to really acknowledge that, right? Honor that, recognize the fear and the terror and the the emotions going on inside of you so that when they happen, we can see them for what they are, right? We can recognize them. We're not trying to dismiss them. We're not trying to get angry and mad at ourselves for feeling this way, right? We're actually honoring those feelings because those feelings are a map. They're a compass for us to tell us what's going on in our body, right? That's the, our emotions are the best map there ever was, right? And, and those emotions are trying to tell us something. And most of us have stuffed those down for so many years that this may feel, you know, different. It may, it may not actually feel comfortable, but part of moving past that discomfort is honoring that and being able to start talking to the one within us, right? And, and doing that reparenting, helping those parts that became so terrified, right? That splintered off, come home. And really, I think also thinking through what hasn't been thought about when I think of, of this trauma, right? Setting ourselves up in ways that, okay, now I know that this situation is something that triggers me. So what can I do to limit that, limit my exposure, right? So things like setting up our home or our car or our even the clothes that we wear in ways that support us, right? That's a way to honor and recognize and then acknowledge those past fears and terrors, right? Setting up our, our work environment or our, so let's go back to the example on the, the work situation. If there's, you know, if there's certain people that aren't necessarily 
the type you would like to work with, right? Being able to look at that and decide, is this really for me, right? Am I, am I continuing to put myself in a position that really doesn't serve me? And being able to then set yourself up going forward with deciding the kind of people that you want to work with and setting your life up that way, right? And even, like I said, with your home environment, right? If you're or your car, or the clothes you wear, or the food that you eat, or if there's triggers that you experience with if you put on clothes, right? Well, get rid of those clothes, right? Wear clothes that provide you safety or feel safe and comfortable for you, right? And then even with like the way your home is set up, right? If if there's if you're afraid to go upstairs at night alone, right? Because somebody might break in downstairs. Okay, so what what is what can you do to alleviate that, right? Like is that get an alarm system or maybe move to a different type of home or, you know, get a roommate or, you know, whatever that is. Really thinking through those ways that you can make your body and your yourself feel safe and loved and supported instead of just trying to like muscle through all of this, right? Instead of just trying to force ourselves to do these things that we don't like, that don't feel good, that potentially could trigger us and make us feel like we're re-experiencing the trauma in the present moment every time we walk into the room or get into our car, right? I think those that honoring that and recognizing and acknowledging that is is really an important part of this process. And then also being able to talk to our trauma with love, right? Being able to reparent ourselves from a more positive and loving way is is super key to this because we're all we have, right? We're all we have. Us within us in, in those versions of ourselves at different ages where trauma may have happened, it's really up to us to come back home to ourselves and make those parts of us in a loving way feel safe. The fourth step in this is and the third one was talking to the trauma with love. And then the fourth one is really visualizing how we can start to respond to life in a different way. Not how the trauma wants us to respond, right? So starting to look at, okay, I'm in this scenario and trauma has caused me to respond in this way in the past. But going further, going forward, I want to respond this way. I want it to feel like this. I want it to be more positive, right? So my example of my core trauma belief of um, lie, really not belief. I don't want to acknowledge it as if it's true for me still. But that core emotion of feeling like I'm always going to be alone. Okay, that has caused me in the past to feel disconnected, to try to sometimes avoid situations, to feel certain ways in my body. Okay, going going forward, Instead of feeling that, I want to create in my mind, I want to visualize different scenarios where I show up feeling just fine how I am, right? Feeling that it's not always going to be this way or that the past isn't going to repeat itself, right? Determining ways or thoughts or just deciding how I want it to go. And I think visualizing that and having that, those thoughts or that, that, new story to go back to when you're not charged up is is super important. And then lastly, at the end of the day, really looking back at how we experienced our day and, and not from a punishment perspective or not from a, a way to try to say, you know, self-punish, but this is more of like a strategy. Like, okay, I experienced this today. Did I handle that in the best way? And if I did, awesome. Okay, let's celebrate that, right? Like, what are these inner victories? But if I didn't, and how can I change that? What can I do going forward? 
And is my body just making up the worst case scenario here? Or, you know, can I do something different going forward? And it's okay if that if that happens, right? We're not expected to get this perfect. This is a practice. This is a something that is new, right? So it's going to take some time and that's okay. That That's perfectly okay. But celebrating the victories when you do make those changes and, and really being able to love yourself enough to do that is super important because we want to be able to love ourselves through this and we want to be able to love ourselves and stick with us so we stay the course, right? We stay this course of success. And... One thing that helped me, I know I'm using a lot of examples today, but I I went through this list about my one trigger about my boyfriend getting back from deployment and um, things that I could, how to change the story, things to remember. So some of the things that I listed out were, you know, just reminding myself that I trust him, right? I trust him. I trust the process. Because I've been hurt in the past doesn't mean he's going to do the same thing. And I'm not, I'm not relaying those past hurt, like overlaying those past hurts on my current state with him, thinking that that's how it's going to be. And reminding myself that I'm in the present moment, right? This past crap that happened doesn't overlay right now this second, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in the present and it has nothing to do with my past. And the future isn't set in stone, right? I'm envisioning the worst case scenario, but if I'm going to envision the worst case scenario, I have to be willing to envision the best case scenario, right? And that's often forgot. And then also reminding myself that it's safe for me to be in this relation with him, relationship with him and express my emotions. And I'm, you know, this 20-year-old version of myself that fractured off 20-some years ago, right? Being able to talk to that version of myself and be like, okay, what do you need? Like, I recognize I'm, I'm, I'm triggered by this scenario. So what do we need right now in this moment to feel comfortable or to feel safe and, and to move forward in the way that we want to move forward and not in the way that trauma is trying to control us? Right, so that's it this week for my thoughts on navigating life through the eyes of trauma. Uh, I really hope that this was valuable for you and that you've got some ideas or some thoughts that you can incorporate into your own life. And if you want to share any of your thoughts with me, please feel free to email me, sloanfremont at pm.me. You can also contact me on Gab, gab.com. I have my profile on Gab is Sloan Fremont. I also have a Gab TV channel where I upload my, all the shows from this year are uploaded uh, on that channel. So you can find me there. I also do in between the shows that I started, I've been talking about this for several weeks, but I did post a couple of videos this week for reality management, just little clips of thoughts I have in between shows to help us all navigate the reality. So that's it for this week. Remember, if you would love to if you would like to support the show please visit 33 days of magic and take a look at the course to take what you learn in this you know in all the episodes that i talk about and apply it in your own life and all the notes and all the links can be found in the show notes all right that's it remember question everything trust yourself and find your truth 